Ferrari yeah, Simmons, ready? how have you been? I've been okay. I've been okay. Um, I just turned 38 last week. Happy birthday, Really? Getting baby. up there, man. Wow. Getting up there. You, I wouldn't, I would I've known guessed. you for, you know, just as many of those 38, but... Yeah. I yeah, you know, it's like you never tell somebody yeah. like, yeah, how old you, you are. Like I when guess. I was like yeah. 21. Yeah. You still look like you're 25. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do. I, used to listen to, I used to listen to Wendy do the little, you know, the um, the Tampa uh, music conferences. I was like 21. Wow. In college. Wow. I've been doing this 30 like nine, years, so you might have been younger. Yeah. Facts. I yeah. remember one time I drove to Gainesville. You might have been eight. To hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm such a fan of both of you guys, though, for real, like. You guys have That's no idea. Awesome. I've been always wanting to work you. I'm with sure him. you are too. I'm most certainly. I'm a fan of his ascension. It's very rare that you get to to know somebody and watch them go from one place in their life right to a polar opposite place. Right. You know, like when when I met. Well, Ferrari, wait. I think it's the same. Right. I'm still doing. Still music. But you've just, just grown so from the person I I first met yeah, in I a McDonald's ignorant. parking lot freestyle. Yeah, I was very right? ignorant. Yeah. I, I met. That Ferrari. out. And then I moved to Atlanta, and I meet another Ferrari who is in the clubs doing whatever he got to do to get. Did you know right away it was him? Yeah, because we're we're from Tampa. Tampa is big. And then to see him again, and each time, you know, we we cross paths in the city, his elevation got bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's amazing to see somebody, you know, you're still doing at the core. Right. But he's doing it on such a grander level, did it on his own terms. And and he hasn't changed, has he? Didn't have to do it the crazy way. Mm-mm. He hasn't changed at all. He's the Just same, one cool motherfucker. Same genuine person. Hey, can person. we swear? Hell yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, same genuine person. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's be me. it's fun. It's fun to watch somebody you know. It's like, you know, I guess it would be the equivalent of if I was an athlete watching somebody I know go into the pros. Right. Right. Watching him right. go from being a novice in the music business. Like, hey, man, I want to do this because it's my passion. Right. To now picking up a check and then ultimately A&Ring projects. But wait, time out. Time out. I did this awesome. because of you two, though. So I want to make I want to be clear on one thing. Like you two have been an example for me to provide excellence in my to myself. That's I awesome. applied a lot of things Thank that you. I seen you guys I appreciate do, that. and you guys have remained the same as well. So this is like that's an honor. really important to me. Like I really that's I don't really, really post people on my main page, but you guys are main page postable. Okay, <laughs> I we're timeline Look up to I look up to you guys so much, and Thank I value I value your opinion. You know, it's one thing when you guys you know we, when we're talking, we have a lot of associates in our industries, right? And I say our industries are a little different, but they're the same, right? You know, sometimes you you learn not to you listen to somebody's take on something, you be like, all right, cool, right? But when you value somebody's opinion, that's different. Of course. You feel me? It's value, way different. I Has weight. There opinion. aren't a lot of va- opinions that I value in this industry. You exactly. make a really good that's point. That's what I'm saying. Because a lot of people are just here for the wrong reasons. They Some people are here to get rich. the game plan and leave. Right. Right. Some people are around you to get your game plan. Right. And leave. Yeah. I most people. make sure. Most people will come around and, and, and I think I heard somebody say this on social media. They, they don't care if you help them. They care if you how much they benefited from your help. Facts, right? correct. So that was that was one thing that kind of hit home. And if you'll keep helping them, right? Because you could have helped a motherfucker for twenty years, and then the first time you say no, yeah. or I can't do it. It's, it's like all man, you don't ever do shit. And for we're helpers, right? Right. We help. Oh. We put people in positions. Speaking of that, okay. First topic. Oh, what's bad promo versus good promo? Ooh, ooh, that's I think a good one. Promo is is is. I'm here. That's all promo is. Marketing is, hey, you, in the black hat, pimp to the back with the white letters in the front that likes, this is marketing. Promo is, hey, I'm over here. So I don't think, I don't, 
Bad promo would probably be the equivalent of clout chasing, but that's only in the eyes of anybody over 25. But what if it works? Is it good then promo again, it's if it only works? Pro, it's only clout chasing to the eyes of anyone over 25. These under 25ers are not seeing anything that they do as clout chasing. They're living their own life as YOLO. It's, you know, if I have to paint my nails or if I have to go slap somebody or if I have to go do something questionable on the internet, this is me acting out right. who it is that I want to be. This is my individual. And I think most people are trying to are trying to individualize themselves so much that they think the only way to garner attention is to go against the grain. Right. And I think in today's climate where information is shared so much, I think it puts them at a major disadvantage because yeah, you, you may get the attention of the people immediately around you, but you'll never be able to reach the world because nobody's brand is going to want to be tied to that shit. Would you say then that bad clout chasing is a, is part of bad promo? Are we classifying? Where, where do we classify clout chasing? Because it works. In it some does, aspects. and it depends on the, if if your goal is to get recognized on the street, then it doesn't matter how you do it if that's your goal. For me, bad promo is not being yourself. Like if I walk up and I punch Chris Brown in his face, <laughs> that's bad promo because it's not me. So I'm getting recognized for something that right. I would never do to me. That's bad promo. Okay. Cause I'm not representing my brand. I, I would, I would definitely see it as, as bad promo and in that aspect. But then, you know, there's also the, the crisis control team that's going to come and right. put a spin on all of that. Right. So, you know, I, so I the baby, is that bad promo when he gets into his, I think the baby is provoked stuff? though. Cause I think the other person wants the promo. I think no? so too. I think so too. But I also think that's his brand. Like I'm not taking any Facts. shit. I also think so it's because not the, the, the baby is as big as he is. Okay. Okay. I think, I mean, I'm sure we can pull the numbers up. The baby has more streaming followers than Lil Baby. Lil Baby is probably a better rapper than The Baby. The Baby is probably a better entertainer. So knowing uh, what The Baby has done, his lineage up until this point, from walking around in the pamper with the hair of that women. That was bad promo. And doing, but all I of those that. things that, that was he out of did, brand. that was off brand. It's always telling you, I'm going to do what it takes for me to get noticed. But wait, Wendy, you said that was bad promo? I thought it was. Pamper? Yeah, it worked though, because we all remember Jesus. it, right? His name is Baby. Well, he but was, he he was Baby it. Jesus at uh, the time. You can't talk about you it in no interviews. All those videos have been scrubbed from the internet. So is it bad promo? Then that would probably be the best case. To me, it was off brand, because he, well, he was trying to be Baby Jesus and he wanted attention. And to me, that was like me punching Chris Brown in the face. Okay. It was like he got attention, but we clowned him. So was it good attention or was it bad attention? I was there at South by Southwest. when He's he always been an entertaining too. artist. You know what I mean? He's always had, he's it's, had the same video guys and the same, everything is, it's all, he's built that chemistry. And then when he shot the dude in Walmart, that's when people started listening. So if I want attention, I can just shoot somebody at Walmart. I have guns. I mean, you I know, can the, go to Walmart. You're, I'd anytime go to that you shoot somebody on and, and, and somebody can get a hold of it, you're going to get the attention. Okay. Now, what happens once you get that 15 minutes? What you do with it? Do you parlay that right. into a success story or, right. or do you use that to take you all the way down the drain? And again, right. cloud chasing on a good level or a bad level. <laughs> right. Not saying it's encouraged to walk around with a pistol and sometime a, a, a crazed fan sees you up the fire and blast his ass. It's not going to work out in your favor every time. But on the flip side of that, you know. The, the bad side to being an artist is like we talked about, we were joking earlier, right, with the, the inner rapper. If you ask anybody that is not in the urban culture to mimic a rapper, they're going to give you the most offensive thing. Yo, yo, they always do this extra shit. My man, and what was the guy? Oh, for show. Those, you know, that, that whole yeah. attitude, there. Yeah. they try to go extra because that's how they perceive it. So when somebody hmm. like Kanye West goes on there and says, when they call you a rapper, they're really calling you a nigga. I understand where he's coming from. 
because it's a derogatory term. Being from the urban culture is not something that is celebrated. Black business doesn't mean free, doesn't mean cheap. Black rapper doesn't mean thug, doesn't mean violent. Uh, urban entertainer doesn't mean any of those negative connotations that the mainstream would place on it. But then we further those stereotypes by perpetuating the shit that we do. So we know smoke, we know Snoop smokes weed, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows he smokes weed. Some asshole decides to grab a video of it, of him at the Super Bowl, smoke a weed, Before and then post things. it online, and then every asshole in the world reposts it. Like, oh, look at Snoop smoke a weed. Not thinking about, like, bitch, do you really want to tell this narrative? Is this really the shit that you want to perpetuate to the world? You know, when T.I. was going through it, when, you know, nobody wanted to broadcast that he was, you know, marching with his kids at the whole, at the whole height when, you know, everybody was, everybody wanted to talk about the negative stuff. Nobody shows the positive because there's no money in the positive. There's, there's. Why is there not money in the positive? I was just thinking that. Get out of my head. Get you out of my head. You can't stop and look at it. The positive is beautiful. You embrace it. You take a memory of it and you go. The grotesqueness, the ugly, that's the shit you want to figure out. You don't care that somebody committed a murder. You want to know why they committed the murder. That's why you're willing to watch the three-hour documentary. Because you want to know what makes people work. That's why you're always asking somebody, whenever your girlfriend cheats on you, you want to know why. <laughs> whenever your kids break something or do something against Thanks. the grain, you want to know why. What was going on in your head that allowed you to arrive at this point? That's one of the greatest mysteries of, of mankind is that we want to know more. And that's why we're always building and, and you know, right. coming up with new shit. But I think there's no beauty in, in, in good. We appreciate it. We embrace it. You know what I mean? But the vast majority of people, they want destruction and violence. It's why the NFL is so productive. It's, it's so special. It's why boxing is so huge. It's why UFC is so huge. It's why your timeline. It's your why phone. people watch hockey. They want to see the fights. Come on. That's yeah, one of the uh, biggest things on Instagram and Twitter is the ATL scoop. And um, it's an ATL fight page on, um, on Twitter. Mm. Man, they got so many followers. Because people want to see the fuckery. You want to see somebody get your ass whooped until until you're the one hearing world star in your fight. You want to watch that shit. When somebody you in a confrontation with somebody and somebody yells out world star, you got two options, bro. We either going to uh, be the, the the victor on film or we're, we're going to get clowned. Okay, bad well, publicity, bad promo. Well, can we talk about some good promo? What are some examples of good promo? You guys are music experts. What do you guys think are some good mm. versions of good I'm going to give promo. you a beat with an open verse, and I want you all to record it, and then I'm going to allow you to put it online and sell 44,000 in the first fucking week. I love that. Genius. I love that. I love Genius. The, I love the give back programs. I love when Genius. people go and speak to schools or they speak to boys and girls clubs and talk about how they came up and how they turned their lives around. Mm -hmm. I love that shit. The real positive stuff. Gotti shit was genius. And he that gave, shit was he gave a universal clearance on the song. Fuck a clearance. What are they going to make on it? The average song doesn't sell more than one record. Literally, <laughs> the average record on iTunes will not sell one unit or more. He gave them the ability because he owns the beat. He gave them the ability to run his streams up. That's wow. why it sold 44,000 fucking units, bro. And he gave him a chance. Gave him an opportunity. He what can you do chance. with a Yo Gotti feature? Show me. Yeah. Show me. Show your fans what you can do with a Yo Gotti feature. A Yogati feature is worthless to you if you don't know how to market a Yogati feature. It's also worthless if nobody really knows who you are. It's extremely worthless. So man. many of my clients are like, oh, I'll just go get a feature and it'll put me on. And it, it doesn't work. It's not the way. Is Think about the guys that I, got a feature from Yogati. Hard work. Paid for a feature from Yogati 30 or 45 days before the challenge, had to pay for the feature. Mm -hmm. And their shit hasn't done no numbers. Motherfuckers that had That's to cash out for that motherfucker. That's a great point. And then 45 days later, now here you are giving it out. Nobody's benefiting. 
The majority of the people that come get, and I say that because Yo Gotti dropped an album. So if you did pay for the feature, chances are you weren't going to get clearance to drop that motherfucker anyways. <laughs> and if it did come up, they was going to pull that bitch the fuck down and tell you you should have called somebody. You did it wrong. You know, wave the <laughs> finger at you. How, how do you do it right? For clearance. artists that's listening to us right now, how do you break down getting a feature from somebody and putting it out properly? Well, you have to have you have to have permission from anybody else that has ownership. Like Gotti can't just hand you a verse and say, "There you go." You got to clear it through the label. You got to clear it through whoever owns part of the publishing. I don't know enough about his business to tell you who that is, but I know that you've got to clear it through everybody that has to say. So basically, an artist cannot say, "Hey, Wendy, I want you to rap on my song." Here's twenty thousand dollars. I would not want to do that. <laughs> Here's twenty thousand dollars. I got my Wendy. I got my Wendy Day verse. I'm about to put this out. You can't, you can't. Just do that. No. Okay. I can't just go to Future and say, hey, you owe me a favor, or hey, I love you, give me a verse, or even pay him 100000 for a verse and just put it out, even if it's free. I can't do that. Like Even, even if, if he gives it to you, you still can put it out. Correct. You have to have the permission Who's gonna of put it out? Epic. And then, Thanks. how am I going to promote it? Like, if I don't have a budget, even if I have somebody super huge on a song, how do I spread it? It's not going to spread itself. Does everything require a budget? Everything. Wow, you said that fast. Yeah. Everything? Everything. Yeah. Can you Magic spells require work. Even punching Chris Brown in the face, I'd need legal fees. So yeah, everything, everything, everything requires, requires a budget. A budget. You know, the, the, thinking about, say you go get the feature from the Migos or, or Future or Lil Wayne or whoever. Right. Who's your distributor? TuneCore? They're not going to put it up. You're going to have to, before, you, before they hit go, I don't give a fuck how much you paid or who you know. Distro kids, same way. They're going to need to get a DM from somebody. Right. And that goes out the window because 80% of the rappers you know don't have Twitter. But even if I have a budget, I have to market and promote the song. And I feel sometimes like the artists that are known that do the verses, they're just hitting a lick because they know that most of the artists are spending their whole budget to get that verse. So they don't have the money to really market and promote it. It's like, oh, let me just cream off of this. Let me just get that quick 20 grand for a, quick drop in the studio is there a cap or is there a price point that an artist that's listening to us right now an unsigned artist or a manager or whoever if they need to set a budget for marketing a song or a project what do they do it depends on who the target market is it depends on what time of year it is and on what re what record it is in their cycle how you're gonna how you're gonna market if you're yeah if you're brand new and this is your first drop first of all that'd be a really stupid thing to do but if this is your first song you're gonna spend way more money than if you've been doing this for four years and people kind of know who you are right you're gonna have to spend a lot of money getting introduced to the masses and that's the most difficult part is that in order to introduce you into who your fan, your potential fan is, you have to know with a broad stroke what that person looks like. Right. 8 to 18, male, female, college student, job, iPhone, droid, all of that stuff has to be discovered, right? Researched and collected, and then you can put forth a marketing plan. Again, promotions is, hey, I'm over here, look at me, motherfucker, I got a music out. And marketing is, hey, you, over there with the red hat. Marketing is specific. So the closer you get to your target demographic, the more expensive it's going to be to reach right. out to those people because now you're segregating a, a certain, uh, think of a bullseye. Portion. A portion, right? Think of a bullseye. The closer you get to the bullseye, the more points you get. Mm. So the closer you get to the bullseye, the more expensive it's going to be to reach those people. And then it also factors in timing of the year. So I was having this conversation yesterday with my business partners. 
The year doesn't get shorter. As musicians in the entertainment industry, the year doesn't get shorter. The year gets closer. Kingpin, what do you mean by that? That I mean that as soon as January <laughs> comes and December comes in, December starts to roll up on us. Facts. Why? Because December, November, and October are all holiday months. So if you want to release a record, you're going to compete with the marketing dollar. That means Correct. you're competing with Nike, with Hennessy, with Joe Blow Bubblegum, and every other asshole that's going to pay for the bot advertisements. I want you to think about that because Google will tell you. Take the course so that you don't spend your ad dollars on bot advertisements. What's the course are you talking about? Uh, these are the Google ad courses. Just get they online and go to Google. Google and you'll University. Be able to, yeah, yeah, Google University. But they'll tell you. Don't spend, this is Google telling you, don't exhaust your ad budget on the bots. So the last quarter of the year is not really the best time to drop yes, You can music. drop everything, but you've got to market it. There's a reason that Nike spends $100 million the last quarter, for example, if they would. Because right. they want to get that Christmas money. They want to get that holiday money. You've got a, a Thanksgiving. You've got Black Friday. You've got all of those things. So for an independent artist or for a major artist, notice hardly no new records come out that time of the year. Because as a radio programmer, you know we're going into the top 100 records. We're going into the commercial records. Everything is going to be mix show heavy because all of our on-air mixers and everybody's on vacation. So I'm borrowing three mixes from my guys in Dallas and yep, two yep. mixers from my guys over here. Okay, You're losing slots because of Christmas music? So all yeah, of those too. things have to factor in. So the year doesn't get, it, it doesn't end. It just gets closer to you, right? Mm-hmm. So then if I'm going to push a focus record, then that means I have to have two or three records out before that because the focus record is the one I'm going to put my money on. Well, unless I know who the fuck is listening, I can't put my money on something I don't know because then I'm basing it off of feelings. And feelings is the brokest place Oof. you will be in this business. Mm, mm, mm. I need to write that on the wall. Yeah, you're in your feelings, you know, what you feel. It's ever, you never talk to somebody in this business and they tell you what they know. They always tell you what they feel. Well, I feel this is the record and I feel you're doing this and I feel it or I feel I'm not getting enough attention or I feel if you helped me, everything is I feel. Well, fuck how you feel, bro. This is the reality of it. Facts. Right? We yeah. want to know how to get successful at the next level and it starts with not bullshitting. Don't waste your fucking time. If you just showed up to school every day and didn't do any work, just showed up, you're going to get at least a C or a D. Didn't do no work, just sat in the classroom, didn't bother nobody, didn't fuck with nobody, they're going to pass you on to the... Showing up is going to get you to beat 70% of the people that are trying to compete with you to be a rapper. Make no mistake, it's 60,000 records. Today will be loaded. Let's say 100,000. Every 10 days, that's a million records. Facts. I don't give a fuck about you doing this alone. I'm doing it alone. Right. She's doing it alone. You're doing it alone. The people watching this, listening to this, are doing it alone. Nobody cares. I you say either the, wake uh, up and do it or not. I say all the time, and I'm going to look in the camera when I say this. A lot of you new artists, when you give me records, you're in competition with people that I know for real that I broke. So you're in competition with Lil Baby. So if your song sounds similar to Lil Baby, and I had to pick two to add, because I'm the music director at the radio station, you know who I'm going to pick, right? Yeah, Lil Baby's because he got a clean version. Because he got a clean version and mix show version. <laughs> he got a clean and version. The and the fans know him and they know what it is. So They're not going to turn that dial. You feel me? So I'm just saying. Now, Wendy, I got a question for you. Oh, I hope I have an answer. Paperwork. <laughs> is there it's such key. thing as bad paperwork? Oh, my God, yes. Bad contracts? Fuck. Correct. Try to imagine, yes. And there is there such thing as good contracts? Yes. Is there such thing as a good contract? Yes. Yes. A fair contract. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is a place where they judge pigs. You get what you 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 get what you, get you what negotiate. You get what you, you, you get what you negotiate. There is a place where they judge pigs. There's no such thing as fair, and there's no crying in baseball. There's no fair in music. Business. So in this industry, right, when uh, we're signing to an indie label, mm-hmm. and the indie label is putting up money 
for a lot of things. I right. think the artists and risk. Remember, it's the risk. I more think so a lot of money. artists forget that the label is paying for your studio time. They're yes. paying for your travel. They're yes. paying if you're a female yes. artist, hair. And makeup. they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you anything. Yeah. They're doing all these. Then when you get a major deal and the check comes. Get amnesia. People tend Self to Self-made. I did it all on my own. Fuck what you, you got going on. did it by yourself. On. Are we talking about Meek Mill, Roddy Rich, or Megan Thee Stallion? Let's just get a little clarity out there. Which one of the three clowns are we talking about? Woof. Because it's one of the three. We're either talking about Carl Crawford getting on there and saying that, hey, baby backed out of the lawsuit, and everybody's saying, hey, man, she's still suing the fuck out of y'all. Or we're talking about Roddy Rich claiming that he got blackballed and fucking academics sitting up there and not knowing a fucking thing about the music business and co-signing it. Or we're talking about Meek Mill saying he was a millionaire, but the label wouldn't put no money behind him. If you're a millionaire, why you didn't put your own money up behind you? From what I understand, blackballed means a person won't take your money. So if you got all the money in the world and people are still taking your money, you're not getting blackballed. You're a sucker. And they're going to treat you accordingly. <laughs> so is there such thing as a good contract? Yes. A contract is really just an agreement. Like if you and I are going to do something together and we come up with an agreement, when we put that in writing, that's a contract. So, yes, there can be fair contracts, provided you walk away getting what you need and I walk away getting what I need. That's a fair contract. Where it becomes a little bit dicey is if we're in an industry we don't understand or we're giving too much up because we're desperate and you're getting all the gain and I'm taking too much of a loss. Yeah, a couple of years from now, I'm going to feel some kind of way because my, my mood and my time will shift and mm. my level of desperation will shift. Now I'm not so desperate. So now I'm looking at you like, why'd you take advantage of me? So to the desperate person that's listening, what do you say to them before they sign paperwork that they don't understand? Two things. One, learn the industry. Learn how this works. Because if you're desperate, it means you think you can't do this. Desperation comes out of feeling left out or feeling like you're missing something. It doesn't come from a positive position. It comes from a negative position. So learn the industry, learn what it takes, and then you won't feel so desperate. And then the second thing I would suggest is to have an entertainment attorney look over all paperwork for you. Because somebody that does this all day, every day is going to be able to look at a contract and say, you know what, this isn't really fair. Like you're giving up too much. They can at least educate you on what you're signing. And then you can make the decision as to whether you're willing to sign it or not. Okay, Pam. What are you signing a contract for? Is it, is it, is this the here, I want you to make me a star and I'll do whatever it is that you ask me to do? Or is it, I'm, I'm already a star and I think you motherfuckers should give me something because I refuse to work for free. Like, ah, leverage. What type of agreement are we talking about? Because most of these artists that sign independent deals at the time, they're signing because of they want the chain. They want, they Fame. don't give a fuck if the label has a game plan for them. They don't know, hey, show me a track record of your last 10 major records or how do you plan on releasing me? How would you, you, you want to sign me? Well, how would you release me? What kind of rollout am I... Nobody bothers to ask Nobody those questions because they don't know. They they only know, no, they am I going to be on BT? Am I going to be on the radio? Can you get me on Ferrari Simmons? Can you get me with Greg Street? Can you get me with... So at, at the end of the day, yes, there's a thousand people that may start today that want to become a rapper. There may be two of them that are ready to take it serious. But because those other 998 are active on social media or got a big homie with a bag that's going to believe in them and live through them or whatever the fuck reason it is, it, it then now becomes the music industry is poison. Because... You didn't know any better. The people that signed you didn't. They didn't. They damn sure didn't know any better. They just knew they had some money. The, the, the people that have money in the, in, in the culture, they talk to each other. 
Your CEO, your big homie, he knows the big homie who has a label in Detroit, who knows the big homie who has a label in California. They all know each other. Rich motherfuckers are in a small circle and make no mistake about it. Anybody that is asked to give 20, 30, 40, $50,000 for a record, they have to have that shit put to the side. Nobody is coming into a situation and saying, I'm going to give you my last 50, run it into the end. Those are the rappers that'll tell you, I'm going to play with somebody else's money. Because there's a legacy artist right now that is going to listen to this podcast and be like, shit, I ain't doing nothing with my old money. If a motherfucker want me to do something for them, they got to pay. I'm going to use their money. And that's the poisonous mentality. That's what will allow somebody to get online and say, I'm a millionaire, but the label didn't put no money behind me. That's because you don't know what a fucking campaign looks like. There's nobody around you that knows how to run ads. So how would you know how to acquire the information to properly prepare your ad set? Nobody knows what a rollout is. Nobody knows how to break down all of those different elements. So when you sign a contract, what are you signing? Are you signing to put a record out? Or and are in, you signing for a deal? For in say? 2022, how do you not know? Like, there's so much information out here. How do you not know? Like, how do you not take what you do? every minute. It's like the Super Seriously. Bowl with the crypto shit. You know what I mean? The, let me break a newsflash to you. You're going to make a whole bunch of money off of crypto. But the reason that the banks and all this shit are running commercials on it, because they make the money off of the sign-up fees and the transaction fees, even if they make a point of a penny. Mm. They don't care if you go broke. You right. uploaded your $100. Every time you make a little transaction, they're making the money. So right. you know what? Everybody's crazy. Yes, buy into crypto and get rich right now. It's the same shit with music. Remember at one point in time, it was get on my mixtapes and you're going to get satisfied. You're going to be the best. Before that, it was get on live mixtapes. You're going to be the best. Before that, it was get on that piff and you're going to be the best. And, now, and so forth and so on. And now it's, oh, get on the playlist. And then, you know, or motherfuckers get on TikTok. Go, uh, get on TikTok. You know what I mean? Which is, so now they're taking artists and, the, and then they're pumping a whole bunch of ad dollars on TikTok and then whichever one pops got discovered. I'm not going to give too much game. So, that's a whole other podcast. Okay, I was going <laughs> to tune in for that one, guys. Let's, okay. let's okay. do that one because yeah. there were 70 people that got signed from TikTok during COVID. And I'd love to go through and see where each one of those is today. I, you know, I would, not only that, but I would, I would love to go through and, and, and dissect them. Facts. Because I, that's one of the things that you know we do is, in yeah, order for us to stay numbers. ahead of the curve, we have to know how yes. things work, right? Yes. So when you look at it and you understand how, is it really a TikTok pushed uh, algorithmic top 10? Like the Netflix top 10. I guarantee you everybody's Netflix top 10 is different. Agreed. Right? Because it's your own individualized experience. Right. Mm. So I say all that to say music is the one thing, the chartings on, on, on some of these platforms are the one things that the majority of people think can't be bought. Okay. Right. That's what they think. But okay. the truth is that with timing and structure and motion, it could be leveraged. And then the money comes into play because once it's there, you have to have the money to reap the benefits that it's there. So you said the key word that uh, I wanted to segue into the next thing. Leverage. Is social media important before you sign your deal or before you put out music, content? I think think awareness is important and social media brings awareness. People have to know who you are to be able to check you out. Like word of mouth is the best way to market music. It's just that most artists don't know everybody in the world, so they can't start that word of mouth. Marketing and promotion just really creates word of mouth because the best way for me to discover music or a fan is for you to say, Hey, Wendy, have you heard the new whatever? Or for you to say, you got to check this out. You will love this. Hit records because come I, from other DJs. Yes. Cause I trust your judgment. Mm -hmm. If I, if I'm driving down the street and I see a billboard or a stranger says, check out this song, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to look twice. I won't even remember the name 
because I don't trust their, their input or their judgment. You know, if, if you really listen to what the kids are listening to nowadays, and I say kids, I mean the teenagers and shit like that. It's not what our age no. or our generation We're not the market. To, right? We're not the we're market. Not, we're no. definitely not the market. So then no. when you understand that, you have to figure out where these kids are discovering. These, these kids don't have credit cards, so they're not streaming. They're going on right? TikTok. They're yes. going on TikTok. They're going yes. on YouTube. Billions of them. YouTube. Right? They're going on YouTube. They're going on all these different discovery platforms, whatever it may QC be. QC hopes it's SoundCloud. It, Right, at, at two fifty a month for every person that signs up so they can upload all of their music. I think exactly. it's a great idea for them to make some money immediately. Absolutely. Spark up SoundCloud. Short again. and long term. Right. You know, it, it's, it's a win. An artist can drop 20 records on SoundCloud for 50 bucks. The two, 250 will be equivalent to $50, right? Correct, correct. Versus 20 records on DistroKid at what, 50 apiece would be $1,000. So it makes it more cost effective for the young guy. The downside to it is most young guys are going to get on SoundCloud and click, 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 click and give it all away. Just, yes, approve, 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 approve. I just want to get to the next screen. And every time you hit approve, 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 I want to get to the next screen, you're giving somebody something of your music. Because you're going to bleed pennies until somebody has a, until somebody sees enough in you to take everything that you got and claim ownership to it and then feed you what it is that you'll accept. You're going to bleed pennies. That's the way the music Oh, that's a record works. deal. That's a record deal. That's yeah. a record deal. You're going to bleed pennies until somebody Brilliant. sees it that it's flowing. And then when it's flowing, they're going to put a cork in it and then they're going to feed you what you're willing to accept. So, so... For an artist, an artist should maybe put out one song instead of 12? 100 songs. You don't stop putting out yeah, records. You, yeah, you want that consistency. You just want to keep your ownership. Okay. He's not saying don't put out the music. Okay. He's saying know what you're agreeing to. Got it. Know, know how to put it out. Know where to put it out. It's, it's nobody's job to teach you the right way. You're listening to this podcast. Take it. Run it. Run it back. Rewind it. Write it down. Because it's nobody's job. Not yours. Not Wendy's. Not mine to teach anybody anything. It's... Wasn't nobody's job. Jordan got cut from the high school basketball team. He wasn't a fucking natural. He had to go out there and shoot every single day. And then he had to play at a high level every single day in order to be considered one of the greatest of all time. LeBron James grew up in a social media era. He had to focus on basketball every waking moment of his life up until his 30s. So now he could tell a bitch, yeah, if you want me to play for you, draft my son. Think about that flex. Yeah, he said the, he said the market but for the son. But the dedication mm. that it took to get there. Most of these rappers aren't willing to dedicate themselves to get their fan base up. They see Instagram as a way to celebrate or validate their already twisted warp of genius. Oh, a thousand likes from fake accounts that have no profiles and are all Indian based. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I was waiting on it. I was waiting on it. To the to the rappers who do that. Who buy followers, buy streams, you say what? You're or making artists. it impossible. Give you're it up. making it impossible. If you have a hit record, you're making it impossible to help you because you're tainting your record pool. Because now when I go run ads, I'm gonna pull the numbers from Russia, Serbia, <laughs> India. I'm gonna if you're the number, if you're an artist out of Atlanta and you come to me and you tell me I have a song that's going crazy on Spotify and I pull it up and your Spotify playlist is in Buffalo and Arizona and Chicago, I know what you did with your PPP bitch. I know who you paid. Why are you trying to break your record in Atlanta if your number one market is Buffalo? Shouldn't you be in Buffalo trying to break your record? Oh, I know. It's because there's not enough venues in Buffalo. It's because half of the time it's snowing in that motherfucker and street team posters aren't going to look good in the slush. Knowing what it is that you're trying to accomplish in these markets, man, is going to be the key to your success. Yes, you want the world to see you. Michael Jackson wanted the world to see him. Agreed. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. you got to turn people into your army. Make them... Make them believers. Make them fans. You do that by being social. So an artist in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, 
needs to focus marketing in Columbia, South Carolina for their music. If no. that's where their market is. We're talking about market. How do We're you not find about location. your market for your music? How do you find it? You got to claim your dashboard. Profiles. Yeah. You say what? Dashboard. dashboard. You have dashboards on all your social media, yep. on your Spotify, yeah, on dashboard. your Apple Music. <laughs> you got to be able to pull your analytics, and that's why claiming ownership to your profiles is so important. Because unless unless you're able to go in and see who your top stream, if somebody's listening to you on Apple Music, I hate to break the news to you. Agreed. They're not listening to you on Spotify. Mm. They already pay for Apple Music, dummy. Why would the fuck would they pay for Spotify? Because of rap caviar. So the person who pays for a certain platform isn't going to go to another one. The reason you have your content on all of the platforms is so that the persons that are brand loyal to those platforms can have access to your music. So if you're a title listener, you should be able to enjoy my music the same way as if you were a My Mixtapes listener or an Apple Music listener. Most people only care about the two, Apple and Spotify. Right? And there's so many more. And there's so you many more everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And they pay royalties yes. and everything else. Now, you be with everywhere. Spotify and Apple comes the, the double-edged sword. What do you mean by that, Kingpin? You're never going to get your artist profile on your socials merged with your actual profile unless you share from Apple highlights every single day for 30 days. There's nowhere that's written down. There's, no, there's nobody you can pay to say, hey, Instagram, I want you to link the music on Instagram with my Instagram profile. You don't have to have a blue check. You just have to have consistency. Know where the information is pulled from and know why it's there for you to use. Nine out of 10 won't use it. Nine out of 10 will pay $50,000 to go on a tour and won't bother to add their dates to Songkick, which is what populates their Spotify. And they'll never know because they've never claimed their Spotify because they don't have access to their fucking distribution. The CEO's girlfriend does. And so when her credit card goes bad, your song comes down because DistroKid can't charge it for another year. Nobody told you that you needed a fucking a P.O. box address. Nobody told you any of that information because you're going to have to set all that shit up to set up your Facebook ad account, right? So these are the things that it's like everybody's always telling, yeah, stay focused, find you a team that works. Man, listen, bro, you want to know the shit that really matters? Knowing your logins. Let's oh start God. there. Here we go. Yes. Get your fucking yes. logins together first. Then come see somebody Jesus. about helping you. Yes. Could that be a fair assessment of some of the things you need? That requires zero money. And metadata. Metadata requires zero money. What do I mean by metadata? What's the name of the producer? Yeah. What is the mood of the song? What is the emotion of the song? You know what the number one genre of music on Spotify is? Mental health. Mm. Not hip-hop. It's not R&B. It's aggressive. It's defiant. It's emotional. It's sad. Those are the new genres of music. So if you're not providing that information to your team, how can your team pitch that? Why do you say that, Kingpin? Because it's one of the required answers on artists, on Amazon, and Spotify and shit. You have to provide that information. You have to tell them what kind of instruments were used in the fucking song. If you want the computer that is scheduling the hot music to share to all the other computers, you have to provide it the information. If not, then you automatically removed yourself from that possibility. And now go you're the wrong mark. algorithm. Bom, bom. Oh, no, no genre. Think about the guys that spend all of this money paying for you, views on YouTube that come from children's music channels. And because they don't have no metadata in their music when they released it, the computers introduce their music to people who listens to kid music. Could you imagine being in the car with your daughter? And fuck motherfucker, bitch, you're going to automatically thumb it down. You're not going to find out what happened. You're going to say, I never want to hear this shit again. What happens when a thousand people do that? You think the computer is going to suggest your music with no metadata no. to anybody else? 
It suggested it to who it thought listened to it because according to your YouTube, everybody that listens to you watches kids' music videos. So this has to be a kid music song. You understand the logic behind it? But it's, it requires too much thought. It, it's simpler to come pay Wendy and say, Wendy, you got all the resources. Make me a fucking superstar. Wake me up when I'm a star. Make me a star, Wendy. I don't have nobody to, to understand what an ISRC code is. I don't know anybody that, that knows how to open a Google Excel spreadsheet. Google Calendar, why do I got to give you the password to my Instagram? I don't even know what my Facebook is. Twitter, I've never used that. SoundCloud, who listens to that? Those are all of the red flags. Some of talk about red flags. Those are the ones that'll tell a bitch, no, I'm good, bro. I don't need your business. I'd rather watch you fail than participate <laughs> in your failure. <laughs> I'd rather spectate than participate. And that's why there are so few people in this business that get help. Because nobody wants to be helped. They want to be rescued. And help, that's why help so, means you work next to me. And that's why there's so many people out here hitting a lick. Because when most people think that way, you can't change that thinking. They're hiring you to tell them they're right. That's right. And you can't tell them they're right because they're not. So all of a sudden you've gotten paid five grand or 10 grand and they haven't, they haven't benefited from the service. So for people like us, you know, sometimes, or most of the times we're telling people you're wrong. This is not a hit. This is not going to work. Right. How do you guys feel about our jobs? I love my job. Um, I think I've been, I've been telling people I can't work with them for so long that people just expect that like it's become natural. But I'm also a little bit different. Like I don't, I don't tell somebody, oh, come in and hire me for five grand a month, and then I work for twenty months. I tell people, here's what's going to cost you. Here's what you need to have. Here's what you're going to pay me. I'll stay as long as you need me to stay. But this is what you got to have for me to be able to do the work. Correct. So I don't really nickel and dime people. I'm not in this to make money. I'm in this to build strong, independent artists. It costs what it costs. It costs what it costs. There's it costs what it costs, bro. There's no inflated. Nine times out of ten, when somebody tells you it's going to cost you a hundred thousand, that's your ad budget. You don't pay that to Wendy. You pay that to Google. You just have to have that on a credit card. And every time the Google just charge a credit card and the motherfucking money isn't in there, your ad set starts over again. Your ad set has to run for seven days before you can pull the analytics. So you want to run it for thirty before you can get a glimpse of who it is that's listening and engaging with your shit. Agreed. So every five days, when Facebook goes to hit you for that little five hundred dollars. Because you got all the money in the world, walking around with an $80,000 necklace, but you can't seem to keep three grand in your fucking corporate bank account. And it's not even corporate. <laughs> it's a green dot yeah, card. Yeah, it's a green dot card. It just gets funnier and funnier as it goes down. So, yeah. you know, most people, it's, they don't want to be successful, bro. They just want to do it because they think it's, it, it's a quick way to fame. Well, they see, exactly. They see cool. the fame and that's what they want. Yeah, it looks it's, cool. it's not that they want to be an artist. It's that they want to be famous. Mm-hmm. The ugly side of attention. Great conversation, guys. I think this was uh this was very informative. Um Wendy didn't go off today. You did I didn't, though. Yeah, you did great. Well he always does. He I always mean, you know, great. listen, I I'm I done been knocked out before, right? <laughs> and I done had my ass whooped a thousand times, and I'm not saying anything that is not a fact, right? right. So facts, facts. What right. we want to do is uh, it's so many people that'll get up here. That's I want Wendy to be professional. I want Wendy to have the right. I'm the one that's going to cuss you out. I don't need her to cuss you out. She's got the brand to look after me. I don't give a fuck. I'm an ex-con. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> so every day that I'm here, I have to, I pay for my spot in the music industry every single fucking day. Make no mistake about it. Mm. I'm up at four and five o'clock in the morning every fucking day. I'm 14, 15 hours either on a computer or in the streets, seven days a week. It doesn't stop. No holidays, nothing. That's what it requires in order for me to be successful, for my clients to be successful. That's real. So I talk shit because... I'm going to go out there and do the work that it's going to take for me to stand on that shit, bro. That's real. 
And shout out to everybody that's out here that's listening or watching because we don't even have a name for this yet. Like, like yeah, you're I mean, I really in on like, the early. Initially, I was like, fuck your record deal. Something, you know, something crazy. But, you know, what you think? It has you to look good on a T-shirt. Whatever it is. It definitely got to look good on a T-shirt. Yeah. look good on T-shirt. You know, yeah. I don't even think it's, it's, it's a question of fuck your record deal. I think it's, you know, it's, it's a, most people don't want a record deal. How about own your shit? Mm, I like it's that. It's got to have some ownership in it. Ownership, own your shit. Sounds about right to me. Yeah, put that on T-shirt. Larry? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> own your uh, with the uh, ice cream, chocolate ice cream emoji, as uh, iPhone would say. It's not the shit emoji. It's the chocolate ice cream emoji. Oh, it is. Yes, that's the politically oh, correct okay. term. It's oh, not the shit emoji. One time for glasses. One time for Wendy's glasses. Thank you. Yeah, two time for Wendy's Thank glasses. Yeah, are they prescription? No, they, they are. So close your eyes. Oh, so you don't shit. Get dizzy. oh shit. Okay. That's the bad thing about putting those things Whoa. on is that you can see the future. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to get dizzy when yeah. yeah, you can see the future in the motherfuckers yeah, right there. Blind. Them bitches are too they're, they're a little too saucy though. <laughs> they little that little blue hint on the little tint. <laughs> I feel like this is like touch. my my 1970s vibes. I, love vibes. Vibes. Can you, can, I mean, can you, can we see your no. shoes though? No. No. We can't shoot now. Okay. All right. No. That's a whole other podcast. They were for you. Yeah, the, the shoe game is a whole other podcast. You got to follow her on Instagram. But do, do the shoes have their own page? The bag no, has the bag its own does. page. The bag does. So you may see the shoes hanging out with the bag. So follow the bag. What's the bag's page? What is the bag's page? Wendy's birthday bag. At Wendy's birthday bag. Follow at Wendy's birthday bag. That's awesome. You may get a oh, chance to keep the too. shoes. That's awesome. When's your birthday again? August. What? It's not coming up. Oh, my bad. Nice try. So, okay, I can so have two birthdays, though. When are these shows going to come out? Will this one come out know. before South by Southwest or after? I would say before. If you don't have the money to before. advertise you with the South by Southwest, save the money and don't go. That's so really you're going to spend 20000 to get there and you don't have 20000 to Are you going to South by Southwest? Yes. Are you going? I'm not. I'm no. Not, I, I didn't get booked. No. Yes, I'm going. No. And I'm telling all of my clients that call me, if you, if you plan on spending 20000 to go out there and make the movie and you don't have 20000 out there to market the movie, save your money, find something else to do. There's a thousand other places so that you'll be able to do. we need to do an episode right after South by Southwest because you're going to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. listen, I, I can't miss it. I get excited when you come back from things like this because oh. I know. You know we talk our oh, shit. We go out there, we show our ass. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we go out there and show our ass. Okay. Shout out to all the guys, man. Free the guys, man. On Free your shit. Guys. Episode one. <laughs> Yay! I love it. High five. Good job. Yes. Right. Tell you that shit was good. Oh yes. So we should we should film three of them and then start dropping them so that we have some in the in the chamber so that we don't lag. Thanks. Because our.